You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russell my hammers 11. Hope you're safe and well. If you're channel, please get subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you may not have any time to put new content on. As always, let's thank our channel sponsors, Untuck It. Check them out in the description below. Today's guest, he's you know, he's he did his debut the other day on Gonzo's channel. I, I thought he spoke very, very well. So I thought let's get Duke on. And we've got one of you, we've got Gatesy coming on a couple of next week as well when he sorts out his internet. Um, so we're interviewing Duke today. How are we doing, man? Yeah, not too bad, buddy. Thank you. Um, just, you know, taking each day as it comes with the uh, the way things are at the minute. It's not like there's anything else to do. So your videos and, and the rest of the Hammers fans and the chats and stuff only managed to keep me going. Yeah, I think that's the same. I think everyone else is staying a bit same because mm. of that as well. Yeah, I think I think I've, I thought the other day, I think I actually completed Netflix. I think I've completed it finally. So. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds, it sounds very familiar. Yeah, I know that one. Isn't it? It gets to a point where you're going, I've seen, no, no. And you're scrolling, because you used it through normal TV, didn't you? Scott, done like, that, shit, done shit, that, shit, done shit. that. But now it's in Netflix now. It's like, God, how can we end up doing, yeah, completely Netflix? But, uh, yeah, as you said, it's um, it's keeping people, and West Ham are keeping people sane, as much as we are. Certainly now. are. As much as it's, um, yeah, the season's been amazing so far. Yeah. Um, you know, long may it continue that's all i'm saying long as yeah. moisey keeps it going as long as uh our weetabix hamstrings can stay uh intact for antonio then you know hopefully the season continues to ride this wave and we come out you know the other side still grinning like cheshire cats as we are at the minute with the season it yeah. was funny. It was funny. On my live stream yet today, I had it must have been a Tottenham fan come on and he went, "Oh, you lot, pipe down! You get you get ready for your cup final, Nick, on the twenty second. I was like, "You're the only one. Tottenham fans are the only one who calls it a cup final. We don't call it a cup final. Yeah, you do. You've got some. We had a few Villa fans. A few Villa fans piped up last. Uh, was it yesterday evening? Yeah, with uh, yeah. this is their cup final. We we have a, we have quite a few cup finals each season apparently. So. We do. So, yeah. But not, but not yeah. the one we want to. But not the one we want to fucking do. <laughs> no, not the one that we want to be in. Which, well, 
listen, listen, let's let's touch wood. I mean, this you don't know this season. I mean, uh, what I'd give, what yeah. I'd give. Honestly, one of my kids. I mean, if if someone you know <laughs> puts in the cup final, you know, if I have to, they're, they're available. You know, <laughs> oh dear, doesn't, daddy doesn't mean it. Don't worry. Um, are you are you going for the whole homeschooling thing at the moment and, and stuff like that? And oh yes, we uh, yeah we we got a bit of um, disastrous news from uh, from my eldest's uh, school the other day, so we're having to a lot more keep an eye on that one um i've got yeah. a 16 year old she um obviously it would have been her gcse's this year and, sure, and they're yeah. obviously not going ahead um so that that's a shame but on the flip side I, I think it's the right thing to do considering how much schooling that you know they have missed out on i can't mm. i can't think it would have been a fair thing to do and no. then i've got a, a, a six-year-old son um mm. and and obviously that's where a lot of the attention goes because uh you know, attention span of a six-year-old who has, yes. you know, access to YouTube and, yeah, you know, like you say, Netflix and everything else. It's, you know, back at the dinner table, let's get some work done and then you can watch that. You know, it's it's yeah. it's, it's hard work, but again, it's, you know, my partner's been, she's been outstanding with the two kids, absolutely yeah, outstanding. Yeah. And if it hadn't been for her, um, yeah, they, <laughs> not a lot would have been done. So, yeah. <laughs> I know. yeah, I know. My daughter's eight and, yeah, it's... um. It, it does make me laugh. I, I, I love it. I think it's quite fun. Because I swear, like, you know, when I was, you know, the days where I used to get up thinking, oh, I've got school today. You know, that was about, you know, I didn't think it was going to come back again in about 25 years' time. <laughs> you know, like, it, yeah. Oh, I've got to get up for school. It's like, God, oh, dear. Yeah. Trying to, trying to do maths. Uh, yeah, that's, that's not happening. It's not happening. No. Um, it, was, it was pointed out to me uh, that the letter X has more uses in mathematics than it does in the language and in letter in words and stuff. It has more uses in maths. And I was just like, yeah, it doesn't belong in maths. Can we, uh, Joe, I'll make her come and do the, uh, yeah. the maths with the kids because it ain't happening for me. No, you're That's all right. I'll I always, because I'm in the garage, so I can, I'll go back in full for my mother-in-law be like, oh, just give it to your dad to do. Uh, what we got to do? It'd be like French. So it's like, okay. Uh, or like, they just, anything they don't want to do, they just, oh, your dad will deal with that when, when he's finished. Yeah, no, I'm, no. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, give me the English. Yep. Um, writing, give me the reading. You know, I I can deal with that with a six-year-old. I, I, in fact, I quite enjoy it. We have a lot of fun, and we make yeah. some games out of it when doing it. It kind of keeps him preoccupied to do it rather than yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but you know, I've I've got the uh, you know the gaming family. I want to watch their videos on uh, on YouTube. You know, <laughs> come on, let's do this. Let's go. Come on, yeah. you know, it's things like that. But we're getting there, and it's um like you say. I certainly didn't expect to be waking up and having to worry about getting the kids on zoom class meetings and, and, you know, sitting there and doing the homework for them, <laughs> not necessarily with them, for them. Um, but yeah, uh, listen, hopefully, you know, with a, like we say, with, with a vaccine and everything else that's going on, um, hopefully we can get some sort of, you know, some semblance of normality. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. And obviously right, for so, those who don't know, do you go into pub um, near blue water? When it opens again, do indeed. Yeah, well, it was it was opened while we were closed, which uh, really did um, annoy me ever so slightly. When yeah. you see the videos that were coming out of, uh, out of shops like Primark and and, and other places yeah. over there, when you've got three four hundred people Christmas yeah. shopping, let's be fair, 
um, and I can't have you know 20, 30, 40 people sat in my pub, socially distanced. As as I mean, you can see the screen behind me and everything yeah, else that we've had put in. So it was it was very frustrating that you know you could go shopping and, and do what you were doing there, but you couldn't come and sit in a bar or a restaurant to you know, which will prove to be safe. I've, I've, yeah. You know, the the figures that were there showed that it, it wasn't pubs. The only place that was the only place that was safer than pubs, I believe, with regards to um, contracting this virus, was prisons. <laughs> so, really? Yeah, the figures the figures oh, said oh, that. Uh, I think it was prison prison pubs, and then it was things like shops, schools, etc. So yeah. it was just um, it was very frustrating. Oh yeah, I can imagine, mate. Totally, it's one of those things that, as it's, yeah, I think it sort of puts into a lot of perspective. You know, I, I mean, you know, we're, we're not going to get too deep into stuff. We always do with this thing. Yeah, you know? no, that's it. It's, the way it's it true. Is, it, it puts things into perspective, and I think a lot of people have taken things a lot for granted um, in in their life and stuff as well. Like even going to the football, you yeah. know, it's like Christ, how am I even now? Even if we weren't doing how we how well we're doing, I think people yeah. are missing that sort of going into their mates and going to the pub and stuff like that. And I think people this appreciate is, yeah. it a lot more. A lot well, more. The, um, there was a, there was a news, was it the report the other day that came out and uh, there was a group of about 30 youngsters that had got together to celebrate someone's birthday. And when the police said to him, you know, you're not supposed to be doing it. Why are you doing it? One of mm. them turned around and said, because we're bored. Yeah. You know, we, we wanted to have some fun. And, and, and as much as I, as much as I personally have been fighting the good fight masks and everything else, I also understand, you know, I also get yeah. it. I mean, I, I, you, you with your eight year old, myself with the two kids, you know, they want to go parks. They're not yeah. at school. So why can't we go to Chesington or, you know, these sort of places, the theme parks, well, we can't, you know, we've got to yeah. stay indoors. We've got to do our bit. We've got to, and you know, I, I'm, I'm like that with my staff. I see my staff out and about doing their exercises and and when they're walking past the pubs to the, the to the shops and stuff, we have a quick conversation, checking up that they're okay, things like that. So, you know, it's it's about it's about doing the right thing at the minute. As much yeah. as we are bored to tears, let's be honest. It's you know you've got to wait and and everything. Hopefully, will come good. Um, yeah. But you know, we've still got football. Yes, yeah, I mean, could you, yeah, <laughs> we've still got football, and, football, and we're at the time of recording fifth in the league. I, could you imagine? I don't think I could cope with lockdown and being like in the like position like West Brom or something like that. I just, oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've got to say, um, the fact that we've got games practically twice a week at the minute yeah. is is a, is a big thing, and it's not just um, you know the West Ham games. Yeah, you know, we yeah, had yeah. games on Tuesday. We watched those, and, and I certainly did. Um, um we've got a game game yesterday with, with us uh, on wednesday you've got uh, a game on the thursday night tonight you've got one for instance so mm. um you know we, we, there's a lot of there's a lot to do for for fans of football you know yeah. don't get me wrong it's not like my missus is sitting there enjoying me watching uh, <laughs> watching all the other games uh, don't get me wrong i've, I've had i've had the german uh, bundesliga on at some points as well to uh, <laughs> to keep me occupied like you say now we've completed netflix it's uh, yeah. <laughs> Got quite other things. Yeah, I know, I know it's true, and it's just like that's why I just started a YouTube channel. To be honest, you want anything, you know, just because I couldn't, I couldn't bear watching uh, Australian Married at First Sight anymore. You know, it's 
<laughs> and I can't watch my Netflix because my daughter will watch one screen, my mother-in-law will watch the other screen, yeah. so I can't watch my own Netflix. So, yeah, I thought, let's start a YouTube channel. Yeah, so it keeps me busy. At least I know every day I'm going to have a chat with some people about West Ham. But as you said, West Ham are doing... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think, you know... I'm going I mean, for the baseball it's... season. I'll wait baseball, for the baseball yeah. season to start. I'll do a Red Sox one. It means I'm not taking any attention off of you guys with the West Ham channels. Oh, You're nice. doing good enough, yeah. job. Yeah, because obviously, yeah, because they were... Um... Because obviously we've been to have it at the London Stadium, weren't we, in June? Um, there was a couple of series, yeah. weren't there? It's going to be, um, yeah, yeah, baseball season. I went to the you. first ones. I went to the first oh, ones it? at the London Stadium. I'm a, I'm a big Red Sox fan, sure. big Boston Red Sox fan. I've, I've travelled to America to watch them um, yeah. the year before, actually, the uh, the one at the London Stadium. And um, I got tickets to both days for the London Stadium games. Um, and if I'm honest... It's a better baseball stadium than it is a football stadium. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It was it set up better. Than it. it was. Well, it was an amazing. Well, it's something. It's something like a hundred tons of dirt or something they brought into the stadium to, did, make, yeah. to make the mounds. But the, to be fair, the, the 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 layout of the stadium itself absolutely blew me away when we when we walked in. Yeah. Um, and we, we obviously we went uh, went out onto the out onto the seats area to to find ours and. Um, I, I was absolutely blown away. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't mm. have believed that a, a few weeks beforehand that there was a football pitch on that, you yeah. know, under, under that, underneath all of that. It, it looked outstanding. Um, yeah. But yeah, it wasn't a great, it wasn't a great weekend for me, considering that the Red Sox had lost both games to to their hated <laughs> rivals. Is like Boston Indeed. Red Sox, New York Yankees. Is is literally. Uh, I must admit, wall. I must admit, <laughs> I, sp- I spent a lot of time um, last yeah my previous job in in america particularly on the east coast so i'd always go and end up probably nine times out of ten either because it was always in either new jersey or manhattan so it was always either gonna go and see the the yankees or the mets um yeah yeah which is good fun i mean i've you know i always we we spent i went to see um god who else i saw the the braves at turn turn apart before they moved um yeah used to go it was great fun it's baseball really makes it is really i find it fascinating people watching baseball because it's like it seems everyone sits there and it's like you have the the national anthem the first pitch and after the first innings everyone fucks off and it's like and it's <laughs> and they go and, have a bit and it's like what there's a game there's, there's something happening you turn around, yeah but the thing is uh, um uh stephen king a uh, favorite author of mine he yeah. wrote about uh the, the 2004 season he, he um he wrote a kind of book um faithful i think it was called and it was a diary form of the entire season the first year that they'd won it for for 80 odd years so yeah um he, he actually says in it during one of the one of the, uh, the the early games the spring training games he was sitting there and he was proofreading a book that he was uh, he'd been writing and um uh, a woman sat behind him, had a go at him because he wasn't concentrating on the game because he was sat quite close to behind home plate, and he nearly got hit by a foul ball um, <laughs> because he was he was he was busy proofreading his book. Um, and uh, she, he actually he actually shouted at her because he turned around and said to her, "If I'd actually been paying attention, I probably would have moved into the path of the ball. The fact that I didn't <laughs> see it and it missed me, I actually probably saved my face." Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I mean, uh, yeah, I've been to I've been to Fenway Park. I, I watched yeah. um, I watched the baseball uh, Red Sox versus Oakland. I think it was um, at Fenway. Myself and my partner flew out a few years ago for for my fault year, and um, yeah, I managed to come back with one of the foul balls that takes oh, a place upstairs in my man cave. 
Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm a big I am a big baseball fan, and I love it. The, I love the bonus it because for me, it kind of fits in between the uh, the season. off season yeah. for the football yeah. season. So I've, yeah, I've got no, something definitely. that keeps me all the way through the year. Yeah. Exactly. No, I love it. I love the fact because you can just like when if you're over there, you know, on like, you know, StubHub or whatever they got, you know, you can get a ticket for like two or three bucks, and it's like it's brilliant. And you just sit in the, in the outfield. No, it's great, and that's that's your whole day because it makes up. Obviously, I travel quite a lot on my own, so you know, obviously, a baseball game can last like an hour. So it's like you know, that's that's me just sat there yeah. with beer and yeah. And that's you know what, and that's exactly it. That's the enjoyable yeah. part of it. It's not. Uh, unlike um, unlike football, where you've got to pretty much concentrate for the entire ninety minutes of, mm-hmm. of what's on um, with baseball, because there are again like the NFL, there's breaks in between where you've got players coming up to the plate, um, you know, the pitching and everything else. You've got gaps, so you do, you know, it does take its time, and you can whip your phone out and, and a little bit of Facebook yeah. or whatever, or you can go off onto you know, like you say, go down to the the beer stand and grab yourself a couple of beers come back up and you've really not missed much so nah, it's nah. um you know it's it's nice i i if if uh if i can i'm i'm looking the, the second these these yeah. days are over we I, I can get back i'm going straight back out there to um yeah to do it again yeah definitely definitely i remember because i remember last it's so funny i remember the food because i remember that spaces <laughs> and i remember because i got like the stupid like the stupid big size you know sort of one of those found like like a diet coke you know like yeah yeah and it came and it came with um and the lady said like usually you know you have order something or do you want you know do you want ice with that do you want fried chicken with that and i was like um yes why not yeah. so then i got this yeah. like massive, massive thing yeah and it had this sort of bowl of, of fried chicken around it and so, yeah so you pick the cup up and it's yeah it's on a tray inside around your cup your cup's inside it you lift it you walk off and everything's there it's, yeah you, you you've got a set up yeah do you want fried chicken with that yes please um you know yeah. oh, i love it man Pack it on go for it <laughs> exactly why not you're in america and it is over here right anyway yeah, let's talk about west ham let's talk about so obviously the first question i ask 16 minutes into the interview is why west ham Duke? why is it your team man well it, it, it's, it is an interesting story so um my dad um he was born in west germany um in the early 60s uh, early 50s sorry he came over here when he was nine uh, early 60s um joined uh, a local school and obviously the kids well football team just support and obviously my dad being from um bielefeld in germany I, i'm a bielefeld supporter you know that's that's the football team that's my love but no 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 you gotta have english team so i think my dad said he, he went home that night he had a look in the newspaper um and he found the you know the, the the first division as it was then um and it was west ham and west brom obviously he was from west germany so uh and he had a look and west ham were a closer team to where he was living um just down the road from where i am actually so um yeah he became a west ham fan um and obviously family ties and everything else i've continued um I was uh, 18 months old, uh, the year of the FA Cup final in 1980. Um, And I still have upstairs in in my man cave, uh, my 1980 FA Cup final scarf that my dad got me when I was that age. So it's, uh, yeah, that's why I support West Ham is is my dad. The reason my dad supports West Ham is because obviously from West Germany and the kids badgered him to find a football team when he came over. That's amazing. The thing is, 
it's funny because a lot of people obviously we've interviewed like hundreds of people now and and there's there's so many of those sort of sliding doors moments i call them and like like that exactly you open up the the paper and you know west brom west ham oh well, west ham's a bit close so i'll pick them um yeah. you know and then that's it his his lifetime and then your lifetime and your kids and your son's life and you know there's always going to be just for that one moment he could have opened the paper and thought oh i'm going to pick arsenal um <laughs> yeah you pick west that's ham. it yeah i love yeah, it yeah i mean I I've, I've i've obviously uh, both of my children um, uh, were lucky enough to to go to Upton Park um, yeah. at the bowling when we when we had that. My brother, um, he's what, fourteen years younger than me. He came home from uh, he came home from school once, um, and he suddenly announced he was a Manchester United fan. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I think my sister bought him a Manchester United shirt. Um, I think he had it four days before it uh, it disappeared. Um, I I'm not admitting to anything now that he does. It was around Bin Day. Burn it. No, I burn it. Okay. <laughs> I, admit, I, I did admit to him. I did admit to him a number of years later. So I'm not uh, I'm not putting myself in anything here by telling you. Um, but yeah, I, I did I did burn that shirt. Um, replaced it with a West Ham one and and. Uh, yeah, the poor sod suffered ever since, really. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, he, yeah. yeah. It's like, I remember one of my, someone we spoke to was like, oh, yeah, he was, I think it was like literally Arsenal, Arsenal West. It was the FA Cup. Was, a lot of a lot of people have made that decision around the FA Cups, it seems, mm. um, where I think it was, we interviewed Paul McGinley, the golfer, and, and he was saying that um, it was the 75 FA Cup final. And he went they're in ireland and they're all in some one of his where he lived in ireland some village and mrs mrs o'brannigan had (laughs) actually a name actually she had she had the only color tv in the in the sort of in this in the village so they all went to watch (laughs) it it. and obviously it was the first game he'd seen in color and then both teams come out and obviously fulham were in black and white yeah, and he's seen black and white, and then West Ham turn up in his claret and blue. He goes, "I'm going to support that team." And vibrant, yeah, brilliant. Oh, it's amazing, amazing. And it's like, yeah, it's uh, but uh, no, I love it, man. It's so it's all these stories. But it doesn't matter how anyone gets to them. It's like we have um, we've interviewed a lot of the American guys, and there was one guy um who um was one of the Chicago Hammers, a guy called Justin. And I said, yeah. "Why did you pick West Ham?" He said, "Oh, well, basically, I wanted a an English." basically football team and i wanted to pick someone because he was a cubs fan and he says i wanted to find this is before they'd won the world series is like, i wanted to yeah. find a cub i wanted to find someone who hadn't won anything for a long time so <laughs> i picked west ham it's, it's, it's kind of it's a serendipitous moment with things yeah. like that that you do um I've, I've got family that live in america in uh, uh rhode island in massachusetts yeah. and um when we when we've been out there to see them um, and I'd, I'd walk around in, in my West Ham jersey, uh, my baseball jerseys, everything else. And um, I, I, I get people have shouted at me in America from across the road out of cars, oh, as yeah. they're driving up and down and things. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm in a small town in America. <laughs> and um, you've got guys end up having a – went to New York and had a conversation, was walking around New York in a, in a West Ham yeah. shirt, and, and I had some absolute random – chap come up to me um he was he was he was a chelsea fan he was from new york he was a he was a, a proper new yorker the accent the lot and and yeah. there, here i am having an absolute you know just 
whale of a time conversation with this guy who absolutely loved his football, loved Chelsea. Actually, mm. loved the Premier League. He had a, he had a lot of good things to say about West Ham as well. And I was just like, this is completely out of the blue. I've got my my mm. wife and my you know my kids on the subway and coming or, you know in New York, and they're going. You you can't go nowhere. You can't go nowhere without ending up talking about West Ham. We're in America so for crying out loud. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's it's nice. It is. My wife hates me going on holiday with her. Um, in general, no, 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 in general, but yeah, she, <laughs> in that, yeah. Yeah, just there. she's just like, what, what, why are you here? Um, yeah, so because I literally my suitcase is full of West Ham shirts, so da, da, da. and as you said, if there's a West Ham fan, or as you said, a football fan, really, within like um, 10 yeah. meters of us, could be anywhere, I'd be for Dubai, New York, New York, all, all the time. Um, yeah, they'll latch on, to, we'll have it, I'll end up being my best mate by the end of the day, you know, just by the end uh, of the holiday, you stand around the pool yeah. with a couple of beers, what, yeah, yeah, it's brilliant, yeah, I love it. You end up watching games on the on the telly at like two yeah. o'clock in the afternoon. The bar, you are, yeah, you know, exactly. The bar, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. But it's it's, it's fun. That's how, it's how you you meet some of the nicest people when you do that. Definitely, most definitely. And I, honestly, I think it's it's more of a case because you're we're a West Ham fan. I think if you were walking around Manhattan with a Tottenham shirt on or Rhode Island with mm-hmm. I don't know, a Chelsea shirt on, I don't think you're going to get that sort of. It's something about no. West Ham. It's something about West Ham. It is, yeah, West Ham. yeah. And I love it. I think it's because we're, it. we're, 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 I, I, I still consider us, we're a working class club. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that it resonates with people across the world. Yeah. It's not just obviously here. It's, you know, working class club, working class fans, you know, and that's, I think it just across, across the world. I think, um, yeah. like I say, when I've been to Boston and I've been to America, other places in America, you, you do get that, that people relate because yeah. of uh, you know the type of club and the fans that we are yeah oh definitely definitely we've had people like um katie from the philadelphia who's uh, philly katie she is she picks she she was a massive eagles fan and so obviously blue collar like type club and she was like oh, so i want to be a west ham fan because uh, it's and it's very true and and, and it's what you see things now you realize you know, me doing this thing, how how big our fan base is. So obviously, all the American guys, obviously the Scandinavian guys, you'll know about them. We've had the Indian <laughs> hammers on. We've had um, the Australian guys. I mean, these guys are at four o'clock in the morning to watch a game. Yeah. You know, I'm like, fucking hell, you know, like Angus and stuff. It's amazing. Amazing. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. And they, it, we are, as West Ham Clips would say, effing massive. As a, as a fan base that's very very true <laughs> yeah, uh, indeed, honestly yes. i love clip i love clips that's, that's that's what i do now i actually watch a game now i'm thinking as soon as it hits a crossbar or, or woodwork or there's a you can clips are gonna put in i was talking to was um having a watch along with uh, a few of my friends last night my brother included yeah. and um we were we were talking about clips and and what yeah. we were going to get um what we were going to get today and the second that went out i was like quick share it into the, you know, into the whatsapp yeah. group get the get the boys you know uh it's just it's it's one of the things i look forward to getting up to yeah. <laughs> after a west it's Ham so, game even, it's so true. even after the Liverpool game I was, I was still like i've got to see what this is coming up with it was yeah it's absolutely fantastic yeah brilliant and and that we and i and obviously i, I know that you know, a lot of the players watch it as well, particularly Snod. <laughs> when Snod was around, he used to do it because I used to shout it out. Because yeah. obviously, I could hear him shout on the when I was at the top. They shout, "Snoddy, where's Snod, father?" He's like, "What? Oh, yeah, he's brilliant." But now, Clips is a great yeah. man. I love him. We've Sorry. had him on the show. We did a he did a Hammers Eleven as Clips, so as <laughs> which is quite which is quite funny. So. <laughs> 
It's not bad. Right. Let's talk Love about that. your Hammers 11 then, Dick. So, obviously, everyone we have on the show, um, Bar, Harry Redknapp, Nigeria Coker, and Ian Bishop. Um, um, just them three for some reason. Not the other, 260 or others. No, it's fine. Um, have picked an 11. So, the idea is you pick 11 based on the players you've been alive to see play. You can pick whoever you want, man. Doesn't, it's your 11. So you can be the shittest, the best, the worst, the crappiest, whatever. But it's your 11. So, as long as you've been alive to see them play, that's basically the only rule. Now, as you said, um as we said before we started you've been you've been consulting the old man on this i know um it's been it's been top of the agenda in the daily conversations with the old man when you walk around the pub he was questioning me why i didn't have uh i didn't have clyde best in my team i was like that just a little bit before me not by much but it was a little bit before me jim standard no dad no no bobby ferguson leave it yeah I'll tell you what, Dad, why don't you come down and we'll get you on the show? Yes. <laughs> you can come up with a I think, you can have I think your own old, list. But, yeah. I think the oldest we've had, the oldest person we've had on was probably Harry, actually. Uh Harry and another gentleman um who were both I think it was Jim from um Jim Baker from IG United. They're 70, 78, 75, 78, yeah. something like that. So yeah. And they owed all the all yeah, Jim Standard and, and people like that. Who apparently um Jim Standard still lives he lives in uh, Fresno, California. And yeah, and often goes in to see the Fresno Irons. Hey. the games yeah love that yeah now they're nutters they are nutters so they would literally <laughs> they are crazy so if we were playing chelsea away they would go to the chelsea pub to watch the game because it's an away game <laughs> brilliant love it that is outstanding Absolutely honestly they're, outstanding. they're incredible love they're incredible and they have all the kids there and they have all the bubble machines and all the they do all the cut they get they do all the they get loads of colouring in printed up so the kids can just colour and they can watch the football. Amazing. Colour. Amazing, amazing guys. Yeah, colouring. Exactly. Right. Okay, so anyway, let's go for the go for your eleven Duke. Right. Who is gonna be in goal? Who's gonna be between the sticks? This the, there was only two that were in the running for this. Um and I and I feel really bad um for having to pick one or the other. But um the two that were in the running were were obviously Phil Parks. Yeah. who I call, um, I was still very young when he was still with West Ham, but uh, um, the, the the guy that came out on top was was Ludo, was Ludic McCloskey. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I still remember, uh, I think it was his first first full season with us. Um, I think we, we, we finished runners-up to Oldham in the league yeah. and he only conceded 34 goals in something like 46 games, which nowadays... It's never going to happen. That, mm-hmm. that kind of number is just even guys like Man City that have got players in front of them, things like that. You know, I, I just think it, he stood out for me um, when my daughter was younger. Uh, we went for a training day um, at Upton Park and I got a picture of him and his hands, <laughs> you know, yeah. holding my daughter. And I'd, I'd, I'd never felt more confident of anyone holding my child. <laughs> to be honest with you. And, and, uh, it was a good Ludo, day for you know, yeah. he was uh, He was a genuinely... Uh, a, a really nice guy, you know, to yeah. meet, to talk to. Um, but yeah, no, he he makes he makes my eleven just, you know, he's he's one of the first goalkeepers that I really do remember um, yeah. having a presence in goal. Um, you know, he was certainly made an impact on me as a young lad, as a goalkeeper. So yeah, Ludo he's, makes number. He seems to be in goal forever. He's yeah, goal forever, you know, like always in goal, you know. And we did a, a an appreciation night from a few weeks ago, and it was something ridiculous, like thirty percent clean sheets or something like that. In his, I, think like, I don't know, three hundred or three hundred. I'm just picking a number, it was but a it was monster. Like 
yeah, oh, incredible, incredible. And the way he's the story of um, him and Julian, him and uh, him and Dixie. You know, yeah. Dixie. Uh, he turned around and said to him, "Whenever you get the ball, just give it to me." And because Ludo didn't speak much English when he came over, that's literally what he did, which is why most of our attacks that first season all stemmed from the left-hand side because yeah. Dixie went, I'll have the ball. And, yeah. and you know, that's, you know, I, I love all them stories. You know, I yeah. watched uh, your Julian Dix one uh, for this and he says about when he was in the bar oh, when he yes. first came over and he tells the guy, <laughs> F off. There's a great one. There's a there's a great one. If you haven't watched the Trevor Morley one, watch the I put up yesterday. Watch the Trevor Morley one. There's a fantastic, to, yeah. a fantastic Ludic McCloskey um, one. I'll paraphrase it, but it was um the it was a Christmas the first Christmas party uh, that Ludo was basically around, and it was a fancy dress, and no one had told Ludo that it was fancy dress. And so they were around, they were scrabbling around Chadwell Heath trying to find a fancy dress outfit for Ludo. All they could find was a medium sized sailor's outfit. And, oh, um, no. Yeah. Oh, and, and they had to go back via Ludo's house to tell Ludo, because there's no mobile phones then, was there? So yeah. to tell Ludo's wife that he wasn't coming home, he was going out for the party. And so he turns up in this sailor's outfit. Oh, and the he didn't speak, are burning in my brain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's no. brilliant, isn't it? And he didn't speak it. Obviously, he didn't speak any English. And he was staying at the Swallow with Morley, and um, and he he couldn't he couldn't pronounce Swallow, so he kept on saying Follow Swallow. He was like that. That was what they called it for a while. Oi, Follow Swallow. What? Follow Follow Swallow. Yeah. Oh, I love him. I love them. Brilliant. Man. So yeah, funny. Was, that's, uh, that's what I was saying about nice before. Story. All those little stories. I just love it. I love those stories. Yeah. Right. Okay, let's put Ludo in go. Let's go in. Let's go into defence. Who's your first defender? Uh, I'm going to start with a right back. Go for it. And um, he he spent nine years as first choice right back um, back in the nineties. It's Tim Breaker. Yes. Um, absolutely. You know, um, it's one that sticks out. You know, as I said to you earlier, I've run through this team different permutations of this team, permeations of this team over and over in my mind over the last couple of weeks. But I always come back to him being the right back. Again, there was a couple of others that, you know, uh, notable, you know, um, Ian Pierce at one yeah. point who, who he set up at right back for us, at, you know, um, another player who I will mention in a moment who actually makes my centre back role. He played at right back for us for a while. Um, but it, I always come back tim breaker um yeah. that bac kit with the blue and white stripes you know that that kind of perm that he had you know it's all, all little things that stick in my mind as to yeah. why I, I i you know he's he's there but he's he spent nine years as a as a as, as our first choice right back and it's you know that's a long time that's you that's know a, a, i'm 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 40 40 well 43 this year i forgot yeah um 43 this year and, and he spent almost a decade of, of my life supporting West Ham as a right back. You won't get that nowadays, you know, mm. and I just think uh, it's an outstanding, he was outstanding performer. He was always, um, he always got stuck in good tackler of the ball, um, good ping a ball, you know, 50, 60 yards. was a good passer of the ball. So, Tim, yeah, definitely. He was, he was always players. Obviously been fortunate enough to interview him. And, and I don't think I really appreciate Tim Breaker as a player when I was, because that was sort of my era getting into it sort of early nineties. Mm. 
properly. And obviously he was always there, but he was always there. Do you know what I mean? He was just like, That's, yeah. you know, and, and so he's like, afterwards, he's like, now looking back at it, watching all the season reviews and all, you know, you realize how much of an sort of a modern day fullback he really was. Cause he was yeah, bombed he was, forward. You know? Oh yeah. He, he, between him and, and obviously uh, my left back. Um, yeah. They, they were, they were, assist machines back then they, yeah. you know they got a lot of assists for for the time that they played in yeah without a doubt yeah well let's let's go on to the left back so uh left back we've probably got we've got Razvan rats <laughs> my my hero yeah my hero old dixie um he uh i remember uh, it's things that stick in your mind uh, i remember watching him clatter ted mcmim of Derby <laughs> into the stands, into, you know, <laughs> into the chicken run. Um, absolutely just, just he literally shouldered him. And I think he went about three seats back. I remember watching it on what used to be the Saturday big match or Sunday yeah. big match on ITV. And I just remember watching Ted McMinn disappear in, into the crowd. You know, he was, he was one minute shoulder to shoulder with Dixie and then he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was, he was, he was in the crowd. He looked like, you know, he'd gone flying. Um, and it was, you know, he was tough tackling. Um, I, I idolized the guy. Um, he's yeah. the reason that when I played for my school, um, 20 years ago, when I came, when I got back into it after a bad injury, I walked into a changing room with a new team. Um, and, uh, I saw the guy putting on his number three shirt. And I walked up and I just took it out of his hands, pulled it back off his head. Uh, he was like, that's mine. I've been wearing that for X amount of years, but it's not anymore. I've always <laughs> worn three, always worn three. It's my number. And, and it's because of, it's because of Dixie. I, I uh, literally, he is my, he's my idol. Um, again, I've watched uh, your, your video with him. Um, I, I've not got to meet him. It's one of the things I, I, I will do in my lifetime. Mm. Um, but he, uh, I can't, there's, there's not enough, praiseable words I could use to describe the guy. He is, he's, he's my hero. Job done. Yeah. Yeah. No, he is, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he, he scored the first ever goal I saw at Upton Park and, um, yeah, he was just, yeah, he just, yeah. And a, a top guy, obviously we, we had him on recently yeah. and as he said, he was, um, I think he had, a, I think he had a few, I think he had a few because he was a bit more. It's impossible, wasn't it? Yeah, he's a bit more jovial than 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 usually. He seemed, <laughs> it was like, I was up for it because I was like, yeah, fair enough, because you know he's he's Dixie's his own man. But uh, yeah, no, he's a top top guy. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, yeah, uh, um, an idol for many of us, as you said. Um, right, okay, so we got left back, right back. Let's go centre half. So you can first centre half him. Uh, I think he was described. Um, I think uh, as the Rolls Royce of a centre back was uh, was Rio. Yeah, uh, Rio Ferdinand in there. He um, again, he, he came through as a youngster. Um, I remember seeing him play um, one of one of the, one of the first games he actually played when he came into the side. He was just, he was graceful for 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 yeah. one. He's quite a tall fella, and you know his ball playing skills were fantastic. He he, he didn't panic with the ball. He wasn't your 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 traditional centre back. He wasn't just a get rid of it, hoof it kind of guy. He you could see <laughs> you could see come through the academy because he could play football. He enjoyed the ball at his feet. It wasn't a rush job, um, and and it was a pleasure to to actually be around and watch him play. You know, as uh, before he before he left us, um, you know, to to go on. To, don't get me wrong, bigger and better things. Um, uh, and it was nice that he paid for the new stand when he was sold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, but. 
it was no, he was he was a fantastic player, um, and he he was yeah definitely in there. Uh, it was a shame because he he pushed out the likes of uh, for me Tony Gal and Alvin yeah. Martin. He kind of nudged them out of the way and, and and took them out of the out of this eleven. I kept coming backwards and forwards, as I say, between those. But <laughs> no, he he won out alongside um, Steve Potts. Potsy, good shout. Um, Mr. West Ham before Mark Noble came along, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. I always yeah. always uh, referred to him as Mr. Reliable. Mm. Um, if uh, if I didn't have a Dick shirt, I always had a Potts shirt. That was just the way it was. It was those two names that were on the back of my shirts. Um, love Steve Potts. Um, was it the whole game? Yeah. Was the goal yeah. that he got? And I yeah, think that's yeah. the, you know, again, you, the, the, the shock, <laughs> the shock on his face when he scores. But hang on, <laughs> what do I do next? Uh, yeah. Um, but again, solid. Uh, like I say, Mr. Reliable, Mr. Dependable, wherever you put him in that, in that yeah. team. You know, wasn't wasn't the biggest in stature. He certainly wasn't the tallest of, of centre backs that we ever had. No. I think he was only five foot six. Something you know, like not exactly, feet. not not short, but that, 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 that's kind of your your, your totally. midfielders. You know, that's not what you'd expect to see as a a strong centre back. But he was always he always managed to pull one out of the bag. It was always you know every game he played. I don't think there was a you know, one that stands out as a significantly bad game. He always he yeah. always played well. It was always a, a sturdy job that he did. So that's why he makes my eleven. And as you said, I mean, you know, I think we, again he's another person we've had a um an appreciation night of. And mm. and as you said, if he was six inches, yeah, four inches, five inches taller, he'd be an England yeah. first team regular. You know, he was he was an absolute fa- fantastic guy. And um, we had some of his old schoolmates on, and um, they—it was a bit like, it was a bit like, a, almost like, a, you know, this is your life. It was always so we found yeah. some pictures of his when he played in, you know, school at Dagenham, and uh, it was, a, it was, <laughs> a, it was a, yeah, and he was actually probably one of the tallest um, <laughs> when we got a picture. Well, of him. But yeah, exactly. You know, same as me. You know, I was one of the tallest, and I never just—I just stayed the same. <laughs> I just didn't up. carry on. Yeah, I just went, I just went that way instead. I just went wide <laughs> to the height. But yeah, we've all been doing that, mate. Yeah. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> lockdown body. Um, but yeah, they, I mean that, that that whole game. Obviously, he scored that goal, and the ironic thing was, oh, we watched the highlights, and that like uh, five minutes before, then he he could have scored before. He could have scored. He yeah. had a, like, a better shot. And uh, no, he was it was a, it was a fantastic. Mr. He said, Mr. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest of shots that he had for that. No, goal, no. <laughs> <laughs> he did yes, get a little bit lucky with that one, he did. but uh, yeah. No, that's, you know, I look at that back four and I'm actually thinking they could still do a job now. Definitely, definitely. Right, side. okay, so here's, here's your back four. Let's go into your midfield. Go on, who's, who's, who's first? Who's so I've first? kind of, I've gone, I've gone for a, a kind of a midfield three with someone nice. a little bit more advanced, but nice. my first one in midfield would be Joe Cole. Yep. Um, just one of the most naturally gifted talents I think I've ever seen in a West Ham yeah. shirt. Honest to God. Um, I remember watching the uh, the Youth Cup final at home uh, against Coventry. Yeah. Um, and he, he was dominant. No. You know, even at that age, you could see he was going to be something else. Um, yeah. I think his first start came in the FA Cup. I think or he, he came off the bench against the FA, in the FA Cup. Um I think he set up a, a Julian Dix goal. Um, uh, I think it might have even been Emily Town, possibly. Um, that's how far back we're going. That sounds, yeah, um, it sounds familiar. 
But again, you know, watching, again, he had to leave to grow. I, I don't think he could have become the player he did become, a bit like Lampard, at the mm. leave to become the players that they become, same as Ferdinand. But yeah. just in a West Ham shirt, possibly the, the most, is, if not the most naturally gifted player that I've ever seen. Oh. He was outstanding. Yeah. Glide across the pitch. The ball used to like was stuck to his feet. Just a, an absolute joy to watch. An absolute joy to watch. Mm. And as you and I think as you said, you know, you know that sort of FA Cup, uh, youth FA Cup game. Obviously, about a few people actually like who, who were in that team. Um, but for me, that was Joe at his most Jonas. Do you know what yeah. I mean? He he soon you know as soon as he, when he seemed to leave and go to you know Chelsea and whatnot. They they. It wasn't Joe Cole. It, it, Beat it, it was, out of him. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he, 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 he says that himself. So I, I understand that. And um, but he was just a beautiful player. Just you know, it, it was it was a pleasure to watch. It was a joy to watch. You know, he. Yeah. You could keep going over the same things again, but you're always yeah. going to come back to the same words: joy, talent. It's just it, he had it. Yeah, mostly think he had it all for that type of player. Totally agree. Most, I, totally I think. Agree. Closest to Gaza that I think we ever had as a player. Oh, without doubt, without a doubt, and he just natural ability. And and unfortunately, you know, uh, he would have. You don't get that sort of free role player in football anymore now. You know, yeah. everyone's got a position, and and that was was you know Joe's best position. You know, when he, I think he played his best football. You know, in terms of truth to himself, when Harry was there and, and just said. Go and just yeah. play, you know, and and mm. you can't shackle a play like that. But anyway, put Joe in. Who is next, Duke? Uh, the, he's midfield partner in the Youth Cup final. Uh, for me, possibly the most underrated Premier League English midfielder mm. of his of his generation, Michael Carrick. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for you know the other midfielders that were around at the time, <laughs> yeah. he would have uh, he would have got a lot more recognition. Um, yeah. People, people talk about, you know, the passing ability of, of skulls. Um, mm. I, I, for me, I put Carrick up there with him. I think, he, you know, Definitely. he's he's uh, his contribution, not just to West Ham, but uh, Spurs and um, Manchester United. <laughs> um, he, he, for me, he deserved much more uh, recognition in the game. Um, yeah. Just uh, he was so underrated. I just think he was uh, an amazing player. Uh, I remember watching the um, again the go back to the Youth Cup final, the one where he hit the crossbar. Um, yes. The technique was possibly the most perfect technique for a volley you will ever see in your life. Um, it, it, I, I think the ball bounced once before it crossed the halfway line after after hitting the bar. It was just uh, again. I think Cole set him up for that one. I think Cole yeah. pulled that back, and it and it was just the, the technique was perfect. Everything. Carrick did was graceful. It was he made it look so easy, so easy. Yeah, and he's one of those players. Every everywhere he's left, he's he's gone, and everywhere he's left, have never replaced him. So it was like you know us and them yeah. and, <laughs> and, and United, and never yeah. replaced him. He's one of those, he's one of those players who like you know you go something's just not right here, and you don't think straight away oh it's Michael Carrick, but he yeah. was just like the guy there. He was just the glue and. You know, fair play to him. You know, when he when we went down and he stayed that season, um, you know, he could have easily effed off. And he, you know, he obviously. I think that's the one thing that sticks up. in my mind. Yeah, the fact that he stayed. You know, he did. I think. I think it came out years later that he did go into. He went in to see you know the the, the managers and the board and everyone else, and he said, "Look, I've got to look after me. 
Yeah. Um, I'll give you one. I'll give you a year in the championship. If we go back up, great. I'll stay. But if we don't, I've got to think of me, my career, yeah. England, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he did. He gave us that year. True to his word. He, yeah. you know, unlike some others that I don't really want to mention. Um, <laughs> you know, getting getting sent off in in was it three of the first five or six games that he, he started that season? Was it the foe? He, got sent like off. he didn't want to be there. You know, whereas no. Carrick went. Listen, I'll give you the year. And, you know, and for that, I, I, that's, you know, that's respect right there, you know. Yeah. So uh, he, he makes, yeah, he makes that team. He's an outstanding okay. player. Right, we'll put Mickey Carrick in and Joey. Who is next in that three then? Um, I, I think this guy probably, I, I've, not seen, uh, I've not seen his name mentioned too many times. Um, Stuart Slater. Oh, Slates. Big fan of Slates. Um. FA Cup, yeah, ninety-one uh, against Everton. Uh, yes, I think uh, game, the man. reason it sticks out was I think Everton had just beaten Liverpool in that kind of extra time. Just absolute. It was was it four all, and then whatever the result was, Everton beat Everton beat Liverpool. We went on to beat Liverpool. Uh, Everton which made yeah. us better than Liverpool at the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as, as my as my teenage brain was, uh, you know. Computing. Oh, I still do that now. I still do that now. Don't worry. I still do that now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that means Brighton are better than us, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember uh, the goal he scored, he kind of picked it up. Was it 20 yards out? Took a couple of touches, edge of the box, and and beat South at his near post. But I know he had one a bit later than that. Um, He kind of picked the ball up at the halfway line dribbled it, you know, took on a couple of players, let go a shot from about 20 yards and, and South all got down well to save it. And I just, again, it's, it's those little things that stick out for me. Every time I've kind of gone away and I'd, I'd think, you know, maybe Liam Brady sneaks into the team, always come back to Stuart Slater. Uh, Kevin Keane was another one that could have made it in there. Um, these yeah. guys, Mark Ward, but it will always come back to Stuart Slater just for, for that, <laughs> that performance against Everton. He, he was just a, a good, solid player, a really good winger. Old yeah, school winger. Yeah. Yes, old school winger. I mean, there was the other goal. Um, I saw it a while ago. It had been redone. I think it was with, I think, Ludo. I can't remember. It was, I think it might have been Sunderland or someone like that. And it was a Ludo, one of his, you know, <laughs> one of his assists, so to speak, <laughs> yeah. up to up to Dolan, who I think he chested it down to Slates and he just hit it on the volley and the ball never mm. touched the ground. Yes. Um, yeah. And yeah, an incredible, incredible. And and obviously we've had Slates on as well. And and what I never realised yeah, is that one. when he was when I think he said about when he was fourteen and he had Tonka going to every one of his youth games because they mm. knew that he was on he was he on was... like you know on the book so to speak and he was yeah. on their thoughts. Fucking hell, you know, so what, what, what? You wouldn't what? see that nowadays. No, you don't, you, don't, you know. You it's, no, you wouldn't see him. You wouldn't see Manuel Lanzini down at the marshes, would you, on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon? Picking up a game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I think, again, I, I very much like um, a Carrick in general, but for me, sort of say, as one of our unsung heroes. Yeah. I think he was, um, you know, a little bit underappreciated at the time. Um, yeah. But obviously, as, as we get older, we kind of look back and we, we do Definitely. appreciate those players. Again, very much like a, a Kevin Keane. I used to love yeah. watching Kevin Keane. Um, Skippy, uh, Stan Lazaridis, oh. um, you know, used to love watching him play those mm. those kind of tricky wingers. You know, absolutely yeah. loved watching him play. And, and for me, that's why Slats makes him team. 
Yeah, definitely. We had loads of them, didn't we? As you said, we had like Skippy, yeah. little Matty Holmes, Matty Rush. Oh, Matty oh, Holmes, yeah. Rush. I remember they did a, a, a Sunday thing they did with Matty Rush where they were doing, was it 60-yard sprints? And he 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 got to the final. I think he won it. He was the fastest, oh, fastest yeah, player. Oh, yeah, they used to do that, didn't meters. they? Um, um, the Youth Cup, didn't they? Like they, Saint they, and Greaves, or something that yeah, they used to put it should, on. And they, yeah. Yeah. You did, they have, have two players to... every week. And then, do you remember? Was it like the cup final? I think it was the league cup finals they used to do. They used to have like an not like, not an assault course, but it was like it was like a competition who had like the longest throw, and there'd be like yeah. players from all over the all over the country doing the longest throw. And oh, fun! Yeah, there was, yeah, oh yeah, it was just yeah. That's why I remember Matty Rush. That's the one thing that sticks out in my mind is he won that uh, he won that race. On uh, on TV for the fastest over sixty yards, but yeah, I mean oh, Mark Ward was another one that was a great yeah. player that could have quite easily fit into this team. There's been a few. There's, there's, yeah, there's there definitely have. been a few in there. There have right. Okay, we will put slates in. So now you said there's going to be a player playing just slightly more advanced. Who's that? Yes, PDC. PDC. Old Paolo. Um, again, um, the the guy was infectious. Yes. Watching yes, him, ev- everything about him was infectious. But he, he wasn't just um, – was, he, he was complete as a footballer. You know, don't get me wrong. Uh, I mentioned it in, my, in my, one of my uh, chats with um, Gonzo. He never came back and defended. Yeah. You never saw him really come back to chase the ball down. He, only if he lost it, and that was because he was annoyed with himself, but this stuff, I'm <laughs> going to go get the ball back. But you never saw him do a great deal of defending, but you didn't want him to. Because the second we got the ball, that that kind of, that era was give him the ball. And again, very much like Joe Cole, go do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> just just go do you. Go on. And um, I remember watching, uh, I, I, I was working for an agency once and I did the, the turnstiles um, at Upton Park and I think we were playing Newcastle. Yeah. And um, I watched him break through a little bobble as he hit it on the volley, bottom bins. Um, and, and I wasn't meant to be standing on the steps watching at that time. And I, I, got myself, uh, <laughs> I got myself a little bit of a reprimand. And then I think we, um, I ended up down in the corner between uh, the Bobby Moore stand and um, and the old East Stand, yeah. where the, where the old Bobby Moore big like billboard used to be. I was yeah, I was yeah, on yeah. that corner, and we were supposed to be watching the you know the two two sides of the crowds. And I'm I'm there suited and booted. I've got me me white West Ham kit underneath with uh, the golden hammers that used to sit just underneath the neckline. That was <laughs> underneath, and I think Kitson scored, and he came and celebrated over in my corner. Um, I was. Uh, taken back to the security office and told to sit there until the end of the evening because I went mad. And <laughs> I got told I wasn't allowed to back and work again <laughs> for that moment. Uh, my agency were told uh, in no uncertain terms that was I to go back because I, you know, I tried to celebrate with the players as, uh, as Kitson had scored the, <laughs> had scored the goal. <laughs> so, you know, I'm trying to think we had, Oh, we played. We played someone because someone, one of our, obviously, when we used to work at the Upton Park, one of the one of the um, the, the electric engineers who sort of went round and did everything. Um, yeah. I think one of their mates did like was like helping out one Saturday, and I think we'd it'd been like on a you know like a three two, and we'd scored in the last minute, 
and um and he and and hit the guy who's his mate he was got a call where's your mate he's, I, I don't know why because he's in the changing room celebrating with the team get him out <laughs> he'd run down he'd got into yeah <laughs> fantastic <laughs> he didn't go, he didn't go back but yeah um oh, no, man, yeah. So funny. but yeah he did can you, you uh, said is it yeah i mean he was, it's infectious the man just made you smile didn't you it made you smile but, uh, again um i think he, he brought up the players around him yeah you know everyone that played with him played better because of him yeah you know he always he brought up the levels of the players um uh the, the some of the goals he scored were just you know outstanding wondrous yeah. goals i think um mets in the yeah. in the two bob um yeah. when he went round the goalkeeper again the, the, the man united goal that was uh i think that was that 20 years ago recently very soon, I think yeah. it was his 20th, 20th anniversary was was recently with a Bartes goal. We could talk about the Wimbledon goal, but I don't think it needs to be mentioned just because yeah. it, there's nothing you can say about it. But he was just, he was, um, he's he's a great, he's a West Ham great, you know, without a, you, you could, realms of legendary kind of players. You know, yeah. he's, he's certainly in, I, think, I don't think there's anyone kind of that saw him play you couldn't have him in your team no. in your 11 no. i think he has to be there and and um yeah i had to shoot on him in <laughs> into a place he, he's not necessarily a midfielder but i couldn't i couldn't leave out the guys up front so but i think that's i think that's the best there. way that's the best way to play paolo <laughs> just put him there okay. just just go and do it Whatever. just go and do it. <laughs> all right let's put bdc in right okay up front first first one then first one then you got uh Tony Cotty. TC. Um, again, um, uh, conversations with my dad. In fact, I mentioned it earlier. Um, same sort of style as a Michael Owen. Yeah. Diminutive figure, mm. very low center of gravity. Um, but, it, you know, he knew where the goal was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What else can you say? I mean, he, yeah. he, 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 he was, he was, I mean, he left us. He came back and, you know, I, I, I remember, I just, he, he, I remember the goals he scored. He was a great little player, tenacious, you know, he, he got stuck in um, when he left it, when he, well, when he, when he left the 18 uh, yard box, he got stuck in anyway, <laughs> but he's, you know, good, good all round striker and, and certainly makes, certainly makes my 11 hands down without a yeah. doubt. Yeah. As you said, it's just, yeah. And again, it, it, you don't get that type of player anymore now, do you? In the English, in the in the, no. in the English game, but you don't. It's like it's all, you know. You don't get those sort of fox in the box strikers. They're all forwards, and they're they drop off. And yeah. join, where he was just, you know, literally, you know, not a, goal, not a goal hanger, but you know, no, you start there. Go do. And the thing yeah. is, I can't say too much more about him without including my other striker. Okay, well, let's because... include the other striker. Let me let's include Jonathan Caleri, and um... <laughs> you know um, his his strike partnership with Macat yeah. was ah uh, just. Uh, I think uh, was it Lyle that said it. I've got the best striking duo in the league. Yeah, but no one knows what they look like because football wasn't on telly. It had been banned, or there'd been a, an, yeah. an issue with thing, with yeah. ITV. And um, yeah, he said, "I've got the the." The best goal scoring partnership in the in the league, and no one knows what they look like apart from mm. West Ham fans because no one's seen them. <laughs> you know that that was that the '86 season, wasn't it? When we, yeah, you yeah. know they they were just. I mean, 
Maka was was just amazing on and off the pitch. <laughs> you know, yes. the yeah. stories you used to read about him. He's, you know, he was a, he was a different he was a, a different cup of tea when he came down. You know, we we yeah. he came down from Scotland. He came in and he stood out like a sore thumb. Yeah, you know that haircut. <laughs> you know, but the the partnership he formed with 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 with, with TC was just again uh, a conversation we had earlier. They they never wanted to outshine each other. No. It wasn't a case of, I want to score this, I ain't giving it to you, and, and trying to score a harder chance and a, you know, a pull back across the box. They were always happy for the other one to take the mm. goal or the plaudits mm. or, or whatever. That, and I think that's what made them such a great partnership. You know, mm. and you don't, again, something you don't see in the modern mm. game is you don't see that kind of striking partnership that we mm. got you know, from them, you know, go back, maybe Dwight York and, and Andy Cole at United would have been a, a kind of similar uh, a similar set of circumstances there. But for me, those two, a couple of, you know, possibly the greatest, well, though they are the greatest pairing of strikers that I've seen in my oh. in my time of watching West Ham. Yeah, definitely. Um, and if you stick, if, if, if we could have done and had a Paolo to stick behind those two, uh, oh. yeah, the eight, the 86 season would have finished completely different. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah, so we had, um, when we interviewed Waldy, we were talking about the eight, and he picked his 11, and basically it was the 85-86 team, mm. bar Julian. He put Julian Oh, really? Back, he says, because <gasps> no disrespect to... to you know, to 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 parrot Georgie or 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 Steve, but it's at the end of the day, we were missing that that lot, that left back, and so it would we would have we would have walked the league with Julian Dix playing left back, mm. and you could see that. Um, Macus, I mean, we got a funny story about Macavetti. We interviewed Sam Delaney, um, the the journalist, and and he and he saw Frank doing his having his debut against Orient. We used to play him at Brisbane Road in the pre-season, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and he hadn't heard, and again, he didn't know who this guy was. And so he saw it on the, P, and he thought it was Italian because on the, on the, on the actual thing, it's been, they spell it M-A-C-A-V. So it wasn't like Mook, it was Macaveni. Yeah. So yeah, Macavalian. So he was like, so this guy turned up with like his bleach blonde, you know, his blonde Adonis hair. He's like, who's this Italian bloke who signed? So he used to call him Macaroni and he still calls him Frank Macaroni to this day. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. I love it. Yeah, but Matt, it was top I mean, he always, I mean, they, they always talk about, um, they always talk about West Ham with such fondness as well, both oh, him and yeah. Cotty, yeah. you know, um, as, you know, the greatest, the, the greatest time of their careers and things. You, and yeah. watching your, watching your videos, I hear that a lot from the likes of John Moncur. Yeah, said the same do, thing, yeah. you know, he loved yeah. his time at West Ham and, and Cotty and McAvenny even now still talk so highly of the club, of, of their time at the yeah. club. Um, and it's, it's always, you know, it's always nice to hear, mm. you know, they went on, you know, he played, McAvenny played for Celtic, you know, he's, he's bought a club, everything else. Yeah. He's still, whenever you see him on Twitter and things like that, he still talks oh, so yeah. well yeah. about the club. And, and I love seeing that. I, you know, that for me is, you know, yeah, just I mean, shows just shows how much love they do have for the club. Oh, definitely. I mean, obviously we've had, we had them both on, and and they both we had them actually one after each other, like literally, it was like mm. almost meant to be. And um, <laughs> yeah, and honestly, they 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 speak so highly of the club, and and yeah, I had to cut a bit of Macca's one because you know when he started, <laughs> it was just being <laughs> Macca. I didn't cut it, but I'd stopped recording, and then he went and sort of like. 
laid it all on the line his thoughts on, on the current team and stuff but we oh, weren't doing very well at the time so I, so I thought yeah I, I can imagine um but yeah they're top guys actually top guys and uh yeah you said they're every every i mean we've had 50 we've got the next one coming out and say i think we had 52 53 x players or something which ridiculous and every one of them yeah has, you know have, have said how much they've loved they love their time at west ham um mm. you know some maybe a bit more than I think they would have. So, like, we had John Panzer on once, and John was like, "Oh, West Ham fans John. are amazing. They'd sing my, they'd sing my name." Did we? <laughs> Did you? And I can imagine like one bloke shouting, "All right, John," and that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But yeah. I think as fans, if you put on, if you put on the shirt and you do yeah. a job, yeah, that's we're going to love you. And, yeah, and, exactly. and, and there's all, and as a player, you will feel that from the fans because we'll let mm. you know you know i remember yeah. um an interview with samasi abu yeah and he couldn't work out why they were booing him every <laughs> no, every time he that. touched yeah, the yeah. ball and someone had to explain to him that no 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 they're not booing you it's, it's an affectionate thing they love you and you know um not so much when he missed the penalty against arsenal <laughs> and I, I still don't forgive him for that was that that was the cut wasn't it but um yeah as as fans if you if you put on the shirt and you give everything you've got and you try and you go then you know we'll, we'll always respond to that and, and you know i think you know players that i've picked there epitomized all of that they, they gave everything that they could to the club yeah Exactly, they have, and I think that's, that's all we ask as players, isn't it? As fans, mm. isn't it? You know, and yeah, you know, we would all, you know, as I said, someone like Samassi, uh, not Samassi, but someone like uh, John Pants, who played 15, you know, like 20 times for us. But we'd, you'd, as you said, you'd already trade your, trade your son for uh, for an FA Cup win. <laughs> the whole, all of them would go for for one game to put that shirt mm. on and walk out. And so I think everyone's always like, you know, you, you, you're certain. You know, if you play for West Ham, then you, you're in certain regards in terms of your... Yes, your, yeah, you're if, held in highest esteem. Exactly. Yeah. Then if you put the effort in, even more so. And then if you put mm. the effort in and you're very good at football as well... <laughs> what you in, do, yes. Then you're Paolo Di Canio, basically, aren't you, then? Yeah, um, that's, yeah. You, 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 you're held there, especially when you look at, like, the three youngsters that are in here. And, and there are many more that I could have added. Yeah. You know, um, there, there are several players there that... that I couldn't include. Um, Repka very nearly made the cut. Um, yeah. Anton Ferdinand very nearly made the cut. Um, Richard Garcia, um, uh, Sean Newton. There were several. Uh, Adam Newton, not sure. Adam Newton very nearly made the cut just because these, you know, I thought they were fantastic youngsters and they came out of the yeah. academy and they looked brilliant. But you know, these guys. No, this is my eleven, and I for me. There's an FA Cup or six in there that they could win oh, if they were still playing at their at their, at their peak. That'd be yeah, I'd take them. Definitely, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's been great. Thanks, G. I had a great time chatting. To you. What's now? Now Gonzo didn't say it. What's the name of the pub? What's the name of the pub? Right. Go back? The, the pub is uh, it's the Ball. The Ball. Um, we are literally based five minutes walk from blue water shopping center um we're on the main road um so when we reopen uh you know is it so is it so so you got so you got you got got the you got the blue you got blue water and then you got the the mcdonald's yeah corner is it around is it around that area 
It's so the roundabout where the McDonald's is. Yeah. If you go uh, as you come out of Blue Water, so you got your McDonald's on the on the right hand side. Yeah. 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 Go left and up the hill. Gotcha. And we're right at the very top of that hill. Perfect. Right at the very top. So See? yeah, you can't miss this. It's a can't very very nice pub, very large pub, um, cracking garden. The summer, I'm I'm really looking forward to it when we can reopen. Yeah. Oh. Um, get all you guys down here, everyone oh, listening, you guys. Yes. Uh, you know, yourself and, and Gio, Gonzo, Charlie, you know, oh, we'll ben, down, everyone that's got these channels, come on down. We'll do we'll do some videos from here as well. We'll do uh, some we'll do I'll some videos. We'll do, yeah, we'll do some videos. We'll do some stuff for the um the iron supporting food banks. We'll do like an event there or something and definitely we'll get something sorted Sounds there. Good to me. Sounds yeah, good, without man. a doubt. Sounds good. And if not, uh, you know, it's I'll be there anyway because like, I can't stand shopping. <laughs> well there you go so, yeah leave them to go shopping down the and that's, and that's, come and set up here. exactly and that's the that's the that's the slightly thing i didn't, didn't mind about you know everything that's gone on at the moment is you can't spend too long in the shops because can you really because it's like <laughs> you've got a bit claustrophobic and i didn't mind that but yeah anyway. no i was anyway. yeah no i've spent a fortune on amazon and and, and ebay oh, and God, all these yeah. other online shopping that you can you know my missus has gone a bit crazy with that but yeah it's always yeah, it's always it's all else we can do exactly exactly anyway mate, thank you so much for your time and uh also thanks everyone for listening or watching whatever you've done youtube spotify whatever give it a like give it a share give it a subscribe and from myself and from duke take care everyone stay safe let's wash those hands get your jabs come on your irons and we'll see you again very very soon take care everyone much love bye-bye Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.